Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. Hey, my friend, Rick Mulready here. So today's episode is not your typical quick tip episode. Now, you may have realized that when looking at how long the episode is, about 40 minutes, and most of my quick tips are anywhere between 10 and 20 tops, but I really wanted to make sure I got this episode out to you, where I'm covering the new Facebook ads best practices, Facebook and Instagram ads, right? Because of all the iOS privacy and all that stuff, things have changed, my friend. We have a little bit of a new normal going on right now, and I wanted to get this out to you and share some of the best practices that you want to make sure that you're taking to ensure that your account is set up the right way. And then also when you're running ad campaigns, that your ad campaigns are set up for success as well. So that is why today's quick tip is a little bit longer. Now, before I cue the music, I want to let you know that we are accepting applications right now for my accelerator coaching program. And this is for online course creators or online coaches who, if you're already doing at least seven to 8K per month in revenue from your online business, and you're looking to scale, you want to get to multiple six figures, even seven figures, and you're not really sure how to get there. You're spinning your wheels. You're very likely overwhelmed. You're doing all the things. You're either burnt out now, you're heading towards burnout. You're not really sure what next thing that you should be doing in your business in order to take it forward. Well, that's what Accelerator is all about. It's one-on-one -on -one coaching with myself, also group coaching with me and my team, and then also an amazing mastermind experience with other awesome course creators and online coaches. So if this sounds like something that, that you're interested and that can help you grow your business to the next level, whatever that might be for you, because look, this is all about growing your revenue, having a bigger impact, helping more people while working less, because I'm all about simplification right? rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. You can fill out the application right there and look forward to checking that application out. All right, my friend, now let's cue that music. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. 
Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. What is up, my friend? Welcome back to the show. This is episode number 503 here in the podcast. This is another Quick Tip Friday episode, my friend, where I'm going to be sharing with you some new Facebook ads best practices. And I say new because if you've been paying attention here to the ads landscape, at least on Facebook and Instagram, this landscape has changed yet again with the whole rollout, the privacy tracking, if you will, that has rolled out with iOS 14. I think we're on like iOS 14.6 at the time I'm recording this. And with the whole rollout of iOS 14, people get to opt out of being quote unquote tracked, right? And Apple has worded it in such a way that, you know, their little, little box pops up whenever you visit a site that is, you know, like whatever it might be. Like I got one the other day from, I forget what it was, like weather or something like that. But most sites out there are dropping a pixel and then, you know, this is what allows you allows them to gather data. No, it does not mean like Rick lives on this street in San Diego and I'm going to show up at his door or whatever. It's they're building a profile, right? We've talked all about that. I am for privacy. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because one, one thing I've heard is that a lot of Facebook users now are complaining that there's a lot of ads in the newsfeed. Uh, there's no more ads in this feed now than there always have. Well, you know, that there have been more most recently. The reason it feels that way is because the ads are not relevant to you anymore, my friends, not you listener, but that's why it's like, I don't want to be served in a dog food ad if I don't have a dog. And that's what people are noticing. And so anyway, with iOS 14, this is the whole privacy rollout Facebook now, or excuse me, Apple now on their iOS devices. When you go to a site, a little box pops up and says, you know, something about, do you want to allow tracking or do you want to opt out of tracking or what have you? And not surprisingly, about 96% of people in the US have opted out of tracking. Not surprising. Okay. In worldwide, about 89% have opted out. Now, if you've been running ads recently, or I mean, I say recently for the past few months, fr- frankly, towards since the beginning of, the, of 2021 here, you've noticed things have been wonky, right? And, you know, I've heard some results have been terrible. Other, other people are seeing really good results. You know, we haven't seen a huge decline for on our side, but here's the deal. Now there's differing, differing reports out there, but from what I've heard, only about 10 to 14% of iOS users have updated to iOS 14. So that means there's still a whole lot more people now that are going to be opting, you know, once they upgrade their phone to the new, the latest operating software there, you know, only 10%, 10 to 14% have upgraded. And then of those 10 to 14%, 96% in the US at least have opted out of tracking. So What does all this mean? It means that stay tuned, like continue to buckle in because things are going to continue being a little rocky here as we go. You know, in talking with Facebook directly, they're pretty confident that they're going to be able to 
I guess, level things out on their end. At least that's what they've told me. Who knows what that means? But obviously, this is super, super important to them. And I don't have any doubt that they're going to figure all of this out. But what is the damage that's going to be done before they do? You know, And so I'm not saying don't continue advertising on Facebook and Instagram because, look, here's the deal. When you are set up for success as much as possible and you're willing to ride the wave, you're willing to play by their rules, basically. Not, it's not Facebook's rules, but you're willing to ride the wave of what's going on. And you're willing to learn, which is what you're doing right now by listening to the show. And you're willing to test different things and so forth. Again, nothing different than what we always talk about here on the show. If you're doing that and you're patient and you ride it out, and you still continue to leverage the platforms in meaning Facebook and Instagram in smart ways, you will win in the long run because a lot of advertisers will not take the time to learn the best practices or be patient. And so they'll pull out. And that's going to be good for all of us because less advertisers, less competition is going to mean lower prices and lower costs and so forth. Okay. And Look, if Facebook doesn't figure it out, it's going to be another platform that does, and um, we can move over to that platform. This is just the online space as it is, right? It's always like this. It's like, all right, where's the attention and where as advertisers are we able to get in front of our perfect customers, right? And add value to them. Now, the other thing about this, just kind of keep this in mind, this is just the beginning, right? With Google Chrome and the whole third-party data tracking that they're going to be you know, stopping the allowing of that later this year, early 2022, that's coming down the road as well. So it's an interesting time like, you know, with advertising online because you've got to keep educated. You got to keep you know, listening to the show here. Make sure you're subscribed because I'm going to be covering this throughout as updates happen. Okay. So what I want to do in this quick tip here is to give you some best practices that you can try to set yourself up for as much success as possible. And then I want to kind of give you some updates along the way. Okay. And so the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that your ad account is set up for success. Like there's some things that you need to do with your ad account. Now I'm not talking about, you know, setting up your campaign or anything like that. What I'm talking about is simply you want your ad account set up such that you're giving yourself the most opportunity to succeed, right? And there's a couple of things I'm going to mention here. It's like Facebook, you won't be able to advertise if you haven't done a couple of these things. So number one, pretty common, you should know this, is that you should be using Business Manager, okay? So if you're running ads for your business, you should be using Business Manager. The second thing is you should be verifying your business. You should verify your business. And if you haven't already done this, you go into business manager, you go into business settings, and then you're going to want to go down to security center. So in the left-hand column, is going to be a column of different options there, like brand safety and accounts and so on. You want to scroll down to security center. And then on that page, you're going to have three blocks. One that's a two-factor authentication, which you should have turned on regardless you have a box there that says add another admin. And then there's the, then the other one is the business verification, right? And so if you already verified, it's going to say verified on whatever date that you verified it or that you got verified, I should say. 
And then if you haven't, it will, I forget what the, the button call to action is, but you just click the button and you fill out the little form there and submit that. So Facebook is going to ask you some questions about your business. You fill that form out. You know, they might ask you for some additional information and then you submit it. How long it takes to get verified kind of varies. I got verified in like three days, like 72 hours and I was verified. And all I had to do was just fill out the form and it was super, super easy. Now, it should be that easy for you as well. Now, you can absolutely run ads without verifying your business, but I do recommend getting your business verified. One thing that it can do for you, and this is not like, hey, Rick said, <laughs> Rick said my, my ad account will never get shut down or anything like that, but it can help with the likelihood of getting your ad account shut down for any reason. If your business is verified, that's a better thing for you, okay? So again, if you've not yet verified your business, go into business manager, go into business settings, scroll down on that left-hand column there, go down to security center, it's towards the bottom, and then look for the business verification box. And if you've not yet verified, follow the steps there and get your business verified. It should be really, really quick to fill out that form and then also to get verified. Again, I waited like three days. I went back in, refreshed, and it said verified. So good to go. All right. So business manager should be using it, verifying your business, and then verify your domains. Okay. So I've talked about that here on the podcast before. Now, this is one of those things that you do need to do in order to advertise, especially when you're doing conversions meaning your conversions objective, right? You want people to click on your ad and go over to your landing page and opt in or register or whatever it might be. So you want to verify your domains. And so I'm not going to go into the whole process of that uh, on this episode here, but you do need to verify the domains that you are using. So for example, you definitely want to verify your own you know, .com for whatever your business is. If you're using something like Kajabi or 10X Pro or whatever. It, it usually, usually, if you're using, well, let me, let me kind of back up. If you're using a, a platform like Kajabi, it's smart to create a subdomain that is, it would be like courses.rickmulready.com. And so Kajabi support will walk you through that. It's fairly straightforward. They'll give you step by step. And every platform that you could be using, will help you with those types of things as well. So if it's if I'm setting up a I moved everything over now to well, <laughs> I moved everything over. I'm moving everything over to uh 10x pro, 10xpro.io and I'm absolutely loving it. Now you might be saying this is kind of a side note. You might be saying, "Well, Rick, you have been talking about FG Funnels a little bit recently and I have been trying different platforms out. I like FG Funnels a lot." I got introduced to 10X Pro just a few weeks ago and I'm blown away. You can just do so much in there and it's super easy to do. If I can go in there and figure it out, because I like to do things before I teach my team to do it. So if I can go in there and uh, set up like an order form and connect it with Stripe and PayPal, any of you can do it, my friends. So anyway, if you want to check it out, I am. I just became literally yesterday, um, I became an affiliate for it because I love it and I love the team that's uh, that builds it. And so it's rickmulready.com forward slash 10x pro if you want to check it out. So anyway, going back to the domain verification. So again, going back to business manager, business settings, and now you want to scroll down to 
brand safety and then click on domains. And then you just follow the steps there to verify your domain or your domains. Okay. The next thing that you want to do is you want to connect the conversions API. Okay. You want to connect the conversions API. So what the heck is the conversions API? Essentially in a nutshell, it is allowing your ad account to talk to your email CRM, for example. So I'm currently using ConvertKit. If you use ActiveCampaign or Entreport or whatever it might be, you can connect those two systems to talk to one another. And this can help in the reporting and the optimization of the data from your ad campaigns. This does not solve the iOS tracking. This does not solve that. But Facebook has come out and said, finally, they came out and said, this is a best practice you should make sure that you are connected via the conversions API, okay? And so again, it is a few steps to do this. You can use Zapier or Zapier, however you want to pronounce it. I, I often use Zapier. But again, just like I mentioned on like using 10X Pro, for example, like I set my own conversions API up and it's a little technical, but it's really not that hard. It's just following steps. I did it in like 15 minutes. And again, I am not a techie person, my friend. So if I can do it, any of you can do it, okay? And so how do we how do, we do this, right? And so the first thing that you want to do is go into, again, business manager and then go to your events manager within there. That's where like your pixel is or your pixels, however many pixels that you have. Choose the pixel that you want to set the conversions API up for. And then... Once you select it, you're going to see the chart there where it says all activity and so forth. And then you're going to click on the settings tab and you're going to scroll down that settings. Now, this is kind of a a side point, but make sure your advanced matching, advanced matching is turned on. Okay. And then you want to scroll down just a little bit below that. And it's going to say conversions API. And then you have a couple different options there where it says set up manually or set up through a partner integration. And you just simply do the set up through a partner integration, choose a partner, you choose Zapier, and then you go over to Zapier and you follow the steps to set up the, uh, it's gonna give you steps, right? Inside of, when you when you open that up, it's gonna give you uh, a walkthrough of how to do that. So you definitely wanna make sure that, and I cover this inside of Offer to Optimize, et cetera, et cetera. But you definitely wanna make sure that the, Conversions API is connected between Facebook, your ad account, and for your pixel and whatever email CRM that you're using. Again, ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, Entreport, whatever it might be. And so basically what happens is, is when like somebody opts in, for example, to your lead magnet or registers for your webinar or your optimized launch method and on your order form, when that lead kicks into your email CRM, so when that lead goes into my convert kit and that trigger, so basically being added to the email CRM is the trigger that talks to Facebook and says, oh, this was a, this was a conversion, right? And so that's what this is allowing you to, to do, to get a little bit more accurate information uh, and accurate data. But again, this does not solve the iOS you know, privacy tracking, okay? And so that's the fourth thing. The fifth thing out of five here 
is to ensure that your eight conversion events are prioritized. Ensure that your eight conversion events are prioritized. Now, you might not even have eight. I think I'm only using like three. And so people are freaked out like, I only get eight conversion events? Really shouldn't be a problem unless you're like an e-com type of business. Or if you're using, if you have like 47 custom conversions, uh, then you're going to be in a problem there. But uh, yeah, I've covered this before on a different episode about the conversion events. Make sure that you have prioritized them. And there's your five best practices for ensuring that your account is set up for success. You're using Business Manager. You have verified your business, verify your domains, connect the conversion API, and ensure that your eight convert up, you up to eight conversion events are prioritized. Okay. So now I want to take you through some other things that you, as far as best practices now with like setting up your ads and and so on. So the first thing, and I've talked about it here previously on the podcast is highly, highly, highly recommend that you start using standard event tracking. So using standard events to track your conversions for pretty much, I've never taught standard events unless someone was more advanced. And the reason for that was custom conversions were so easy to set up and they did a good job in tracking conversions. But what we found with standard events is that number one, they're a little bit more accurate. And number two, we're just getting better results with standard events, okay? And also it fits much better into the limit of eight conversion events. So again, if you have like 27 custom conversions and you're using them all, well, you only have eight now, my friend, right? And so I would be, if you're not already, start using standard events. So like, for example, you are optimizing for a lead or a complete registration or a purchase, right? And purchase, by the way, as I've mentioned in other episodes, purchase should be the number one priority in your conversion events. And then for most of most of us, myself included, is probably going to be lead as the second one. Okay. And again, I cover the conversion events in a different episode. So that's the next thing is make sure that you're using standard events. This The next thing after that, you want to make sure that you are creating specific funnels for your Facebook ads. Okay. What I mean by that, and, and the reason for that is so that you can track within your own tool. So again, for example, if I have a funnel set up in my 10X Pro account, that funnel is only going to be for Facebook and Instagram ads, right? So I wouldn't send traffic to that funnel from like the podcast here, for example, or from my email list. I would have a funnel specifically for ads. That way, I can look directly at that funnel that is just for Facebook and Instagram ads, and then I can compare that data to the data that I'm seeing inside of Ads Manager, right? And the data that you're seeing inside of your funnel software is going to be hopefully more accurate, right? It's going to allow you to compare the data because the data is going to be skewed a little bit. There's going to be a delay in reporting in Ads Manager due to the whole iOS thing, all right? So what I recommend doing, again, use a specific funnel for your ads in whatever tool that you're using so that you can track within that tool. So if you're running a, a just a campaign all the time for the, your funnel and that you're running ads to it, let's just say it's evergreen, well, you can look at it by date range, right? Because you're, that funnel is just going. Let's just say you have another funnel 
that is for your ads. Well, or or for you know something else like for your email or whatever. Well, you can just duplicate that that funnel, right? In in your software tool, in your funnel building tool, whatever you're, that you're using, and then that can be say like your email or your social media funnel, right? It allows you much much easier insight into data for a specific traffic source, right? So highly recommend that. The next thing I recommend is to broaden out your retargeting links. What do I mean by that? So the retargeting that you, the audience, the custom audiences that you can create for, for that are based on your pixel. So people coming to your website, people coming to a landing page, et cetera, et cetera. Anything that is pixel-based custom audience building, you want to max those out, right? Because you, we used to do, do links like seven days or 14 days or even 30 days because the pixel and the data that is coming across because of the whole iOS privacy, those audiences are shrinking. And the Facebook algorithm needs those larger audiences to work with, right? So I'd recommend maxing those out to 180 days, for example, right? So your website visitors, your Keep in mind, this is different from like your Facebook page engagement or Instagram engagement or your video engagement. That's different because there's no pixel involved there. But what I am talking about is anything that you're building an audience from your from pixel traffic, max out the length on the audience that you're building, right? So 180 days and combine those audiences into one ad set. I'm gonna talk more about that in just a second, Okay. The last little tip here before I get into, I'm just going to give you a quick overview of setting up your campaign for success is, and this, I realize this is a little bit longer quick tip here, but I really want to get this out to you. Okay. Audience insights is going away, my friend. Audience insights is going away as of July 1st. And this episode is coming out in so, almost the middle of June. So if you want to use audience insights right now for, uh, for research and so forth, Get in there now, get your research done for you know finding new target audiences, et cetera. Make a list. Just know that it's going away as of July 1st. Okay, audience insights going away. All right, okay. Let me fly through here a Facebook ads campaign setup from a best practices now standpoint, okay? And I'm not going to be talking about scaling. I'm only talking about when you're when you're starting out your campaign. So you're going to be in, you're in your testing mode, basically. Okay. So everybody always wants to know a couple of things. Number one, how many ad sets do I do? Well, that's going to depend on your budget. Okay. Now here's the deal: you really don't want to have more than five ad sets in your campaign. So maybe three to five, but no more than five. And the more ad sets that you do have, you're going to want a larger daily budget. Okay. So for example, if your daily budget is $100, I would probably go with three, maybe four ad sets. Okay. I wouldn't do five necessarily on that. I mean, you could, but the idea there is because you want to, again, you want to be giving the algorithm as much data to work with as possible. And the higher the budget, the more data it has. Okay. So again, I'm not talking about scaling. All right. So the number of ads is going to depend on budget three to five, five being max. 
ad sets. Also, you want to be using the ad set budget. You're going to be setting the, the budget at the ad set level when you are testing. Okay. When you start scaling, then I recommend using CBO, campaign budget optimization. But when you're testing ad set level budget, three to five ad sets max or five max. And then within those ad sets, three to four, I really wouldn't go over five ads per ad set. Okay. Notice gone are the days of 27 ad sets and a whole bunch of ads stacked into an ad set. And I've talked about this for a long time here on the show. The simpler, the better. The more that you can simplify your ad campaign setup, you're giving the algorithm a much better chance to succeed for you. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, when it comes to budget, when you're beginning to test, use ad set level budgeting to give yourself a quote equal test, right? So for example, if you have, you know, hundred dollars a day to spend and you have three ad sets, $33 per ad set, roughly, or four ad sets, 25 bucks, um, an ad set, right? And then people always ask, right? Well, how much really should I be spending per ad set? And there's actually, I mean, there's a longer answer, right? Like cost to acquire a customer and all that stuff. But if you're doing conversions, keep in mind, remember that the algorithm needs to see about 50 conversions over a seven-day period, okay? And so to determine your budget per ad set, you want to take your estimated cost per lead. So if you've, you know, let's just say you've done launches before, or you've been running Evergreen, or you've been running Lead Magnet, and you're like, oh, generally I get whatever it might be, $8 a lead, okay? And so what you want to do is take $8 per lead times 50, because we have to get 50 conversions over seven days for the algorithm to learn and get enough data, and then divide that by seven, okay? So I'll keep it super easy. So let me get out my calculator here as I'm doing this. Um, let's just say let's just say ten dollars is my lead cost, right? So that's five hundred. Ten dollar cost per lead times fifty because I need fifty conversions over seven days, and then divide five hundred by seven divided by seven, and so that's seventy one dollars that I would need to spend on that specific ad set in order to get out of the learning phase. Okay, and everyone always wants to know, like, well, how much should I be spending? Simple math is going to tell you that. Now, if you're getting $3 leads, obviously that's much cheaper. You don't need to be spending that much. But if you have no idea what your cost per lead is, you're just going to have to just get started, right? And start to use that data to create some benchmarks. And by the way, if you are doing your warm audiences and you're combining them into one ad set, you're okay in that regard because generally those audiences are going to be smaller it's okay to kind of hang out in that learning phase, all right? And so this is how I would set it up. So if I have $100 a day, I'm going to start with a warm audience ad set. So for example, my video view audiences, my website traffic, my email list that I've uploaded, et cetera. Those are my warm audiences. I'm going to combine all those audiences into one ad set. The second ad set that I would do is I would create a lookalike 
of my warmest audience, a 1% lookalike. The warmest audience, the best audience that you can create a lookalike from is a list of your buyers, right? Those are people who have taken out their credit card and paid you. And so you can create a lookalike audience out of those people. Now, ideally, ideally, you want to create a lookalike audience out of a base audience that is at least a thousand people before creating a lookalike. Can you do it with, you know, say like 700 people or something like that? Sure, go for it. But the higher that number of the base audience, the higher quality the lookalike audience is going to be, right? Now you might be saying, well, Rick, I don't have my, my, I can't upload my list of buyers because I only, I don't have that many. Cool. Don't do that. If you have, again, use that a thousand people, if you will, from your base audience as sort of a benchmark. If you have, let's say 1500 people in your custom audience from your email list that you've uploaded, well, create a lookalike audience from that. Okay. And so I would create, if you have quality custom audiences that are at least around a thousand people, I would probably create a lookalike audience from the highest quality, the warmest audience. And then I might do another lookalike audience from the next largest slash most relevant audience. Okay. And again, depending on what your budget is, maybe you want to have one ad set. So maybe a fourth ad set that is either an interest or interests, multiple interests into one, audio, into one ad set. And the reason I say that is because ideally, ideally, you want your ad set potential audience reach to be about a million people plus. Now, I actually got asked, asked this question this past week. Well, what if my audience is like 700,000? Cool, go for it, right? But if you're targeting, say like, I don't know, like um, the Wall Street Journal, right? That audience is gonna be, super big, right? Or if you're targeting like yoga, that's going to be a huge audience. I wouldn't need necessarily to put yoga in with a whole bunch of other interests because that yoga audience is going to be super big, right? So I would put yoga into its own ad set. Now, if you have other smaller audiences that you want to test targeting and they're not a million in and of themselves, well, go ahead and combine a few of those audiences into one ad set, but make sure that the audiences are similar audiences. Like I wouldn't put, you know, Tony Robbins in with like Wall Street Journal because one is a quote influencer and one is a publication, right? So I'd put like influencers into one ad set and publications into another one. Okay. Now you might be saying, well, Rick, I don't have any warm audiences or they're really small. I have audiences that are really small. So that removes the first ad set and the lookalike ad sets, right? Cool. Have like three different ad sets for your interests that you want to start testing. Now you might be like, well, Rick, I have 25 audiences that I want to start testing out. I think are really good. Awesome. The more, the better, but you're not testing all 25 audiences at once, right? So if you have three ad sets where they're different interest or groups of interest in within each one, each of those ad sets, you're going to look at those and say, oh, ad set number two is really not performing anywhere near the other two, right? After, you know, five to seven days, then you would say, okay, I'm going to stop that ad set. And then you can go into uh, testing a new audience, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop that one, introduce a new audience. Boom, let's do it. Okay. 
you've got to be willing to test a lot, right? And an often overlooked thing that a lot of people do with their ads is they, they're not willing to test a lot of different images or you know, hooks, if you will, or angles in the copy, for example. So this is how I recommend sort of the hierarchy of testing. Number one is your audiences. You're testing different audiences. So I just gave you an example of how you might do that. The second one in that, that I, the, the thing I would test is your image or video. Again, the biggest thing that people see in, in the ad, uh, that's what I would test next. So audiences, then image or video. The third thing I would look to, uh, to test is the angle of the copy or the hook. Some people call it the hook. So this is like your first one to three sentences. What are you using? What are you saying in your copy to get people's attention to quote unquote, hook them into the copy to keep reading? And the fourth thing for me is the headline. That's the hierarchy of things that I test. So audience is number one. Second is like image or the video angle or the hook, you know, within the copy. And then the fourth is the, the headline. Okay. And then finally, understand that your reporting in ads manager is very likely going to be a little bit delayed because of all this iOS privacy stuff and people opting out of tracking and so forth. All right. That's what I have for you, my friends for best practices right now for Facebook ads. I realize I've gone long on this episode. This is not a normal quick tip episode, but I really want to make sure I cover this for you sooner than later. And, and look, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, be patient as advertisers. We've all been through this before. I remember several years ago, we went through like Facebook was shutting down all kinds of accounts and everyone's getting super worried and all this stuff. And we learn and adapt and, and we just you know, can use that information and learning to get better, right? So this is for right now, this is the new norm. Learn to adapt to it. There's going to be plenty of people, as I mentioned earlier, who do not adapt, which is only going to reduce the amount of competition on the platforms, right? Things eventually work out. As I told you before, Facebook is obviously taking this super seriously and they're trying to figure this all out. And I have no doubt that they will. It's just how long will it take them to do that, right? And if they don't figure it out, some other platform will, right? With massive audiences and, you know, the ability to target and, and all that stuff and get good data. But this is the norm that we live in right now. You got this. Keep testing. Stay tuned to the podcast here for updates. I'm going to continue to share with you how to get the best results possible through best practices, sharing case studies, sharing stories, et cetera, right? And so if you are somebody who is, if you're a course creator or you're an online coach and you're running your own ads, even if you've hired out your ads, right? And you're already doing quite well in your business. If you're averaging at least seven to 8K per month in revenue in your business, and you really want to scale your business, but you want to be doing it while working less, you're either heading towards burnout or you're already there you're overwhelmed, you're just kind of spinning your wheels, you're not really sure what next steps to be taking, then I want to invite you to apply for my accelerator coaching program because that is what my team and I and the rest of the accelerator community do for you to help you take your business towards seven figures or multiple six figures, whatever kind of business that you want to create, my team and I will help you do that, right? This is one-on-one coaching with me 
and my and our coaches, group coaching with me and our coaches, and also mastermind. This is this is the type of program that I've I've created that I always wanted for me. I wanted one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and a mastermind experience, and that's what Accelerator is all about. So if this sounds like something that you would like, my help in growing your business, then go apply. It's application only. We're accepting applications right now. Go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. All right, my friend. Thank you as always for tuning in. Till the next episode, be well, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.